Sup, sup, sup. Sup, sup, sup. Sup, sup, sup. Sup, sup, sup. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Going Commando. I'm your host, Tank Rodriguez. To the left of me is formerly co-host, formerly known as Jimothy, now known as Jim Munji. Jim Munji. How you doing today, sir? Sup, sup, sup. Yeah, the sup, 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 man. Seven and a half inches hard? Yeah, I was going to say, that's why, because we call him Jim Munji, because he's hung like a rhino. <laughs> and then the, you're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's, and, I'm, I'm picturing rhino dick, and like, <laughs> uh, which I can't. It's hard to imagine. <coughs> it's all like armored and like like. <coughs> which poor female rhino is not thinking about. It. Oh, well, I mean, they could have rhino vagina. Though. That's true. They have rhino vagina. To the right of me is the dirtiest of the dirtiest, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. Dog Derek. Hey. Dirty dog. So welcome to the dog pound. <laughs> uh, Tommy. Dog. Rhino dick. That's what these people listen for. That's right. Like, rhino dick. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, dicky, day, day. The, uh. <laughs> 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 it's the sub show, Cock Talk. That's, what, that's what the, that's right. the viewers we know what to listen to. We know what people are listening for. Exactly. That's right. And I'm going to pretend we haven't been hanging out for over an hour and a half already. I'm going to ask no, how y'all are doing the we, day. We haven't. Um, we're doing we're, fine. Happy to be here. Awesome. It's been I, a while. I guess. Whatever, like, man. He's like, look, I just show up for the paycheck. Exactly. I'm just here for the, to cash the check. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's cash, grass, or ass. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about fantasy movies, but before yeah. we get into that, we have our little discussion talks. So, really quick, before we get into going commando, quote sure. unquote. Sure. I wanted to ask y'all a question because I asked it in our little, you know, uh, room that we have here at places. Um, I was at, watching that new Wes Anderson uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it just looked, to me personally, it looked really pretentious compared to like his other uh, other. Uh, are you talking about the news? The, the French, news, uh, the French Express, or no, something? No, the uh, French. Um, stop it! You guys just ruined it. the. It's the uh, it's newspaper. The. Um, Dispatch. Dispatch, yeah, the French Dispatch. Um, I mean, it looks, I mean, I don't, I actually don't believe pretentious is a thing. Um, Because what? You're the embodiment of it, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're self-indulgent, but I also think they're self-indulgent that works, a la, like, Kubrick. And I think they're self-indulgent that doesn't. So, um, but, I don't know. To me, it looks like a Wes Anderson movie. I am a big Wes Anderson fan. I think it's first. I just like the way the the cinematography is always on point. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, he, he, he's created his own little universe, um, but I said this in this that you know, yeah. chat room that we're all part of. Um, he, is, he is really, he has carved out his own little universe. He has created his own visual film language um, that is impressive. Like I said, down to the music, to the set decoration, to his color palettes. But at some point, his contemporaries, whether it's like Paul Thomas Anderson, um, you know, a lot of those guys like, they started off having their little unique style, but they sort of still continue to grow or change, mm-hmm. develop. Uh, Wes Anderson, outside of his little stop motion pictures, is sort of just really ridden the Wes Anderson train a little bit. I love Isle of Dogs. Yeah, I like Isle of Dogs. No. I think I like the Fantastic Mr. Fox. That was good too. Yeah, I, I mean, I think those movies. I do like those movies. Um, and I'm glad he does them, but. I don't know, like, I, I thought Hotel Chevalier was, was mediocre. Um, 
I have a feeling this movie might kind of fall on the same line as Hotel Chevalier. No, Hotel Chevalier, I'm sorry. The, uh, the Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Um, Hotel Chevalier is a short film that ties in too, which is actually my favorite movie of his, which is very uncommon, or very unpopular opinion. I do think Darjeeling Limited, I think, is his best movie, um, which not a lot of people will agree with that. But, um, but I love everything before that. I mean, obviously, World Tambombs is great. Ball Rocket's great. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Rushmore is great. Um, Rushmore I do think is great. If, I think if Darjeeling Limited had a, my second favorite would be um, uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Um, I like that. But World Tambombs is still great. I think it's still probably his. I like, yeah. Moonrise Kingdom. See, and that's to say, I thought Moonrise Kingdom, same way with uh, the Hotel... Budapest, whatever the fuck that movie's called, is was was okay. It's it's I don't hate it. But what, about, what about Rushmore? Do you like Rushmore? I love Rushmore. I think Rushmore is really where he, I mean, because before Ball Rock is a great movie, but it's not at all. That's like sort of this like typical nineties. It's pretty much film. like if uh, Wes Anderson did Clerks. That's where my kind of yeah. It's and it is kind of his Clerks, but I think uh, with Rushmore, that's really where he sort of defined his own voice. Which you know he took a little bit of. Uh, of um, um, Kevin Smith? No, 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 no. Um, uh, uh, I'm blanking on Citizen Kane's famous direct act, director and actor. Why am I blanking on this fucking name? Oh, okay. Because that's what I do in this podcast is I fucking blank on very obvious names. Um, one of the considered one of the greatest directors of all time, even though he didn't really make Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah, he definitely started to, to rip off Orson Welles a little bit here and there. 1984, man. But anyways, great great director, but I do think he's become a little bit formulaic and a little bit, he's become a sh kind of just, he's very much like Kevin Smith, where it's just like he's just writing, the, he's cashing in on what he does well, and oh, I don't know what Kevin Smith I, does I, well. I enjoy Kevin Smith's dialogue parts, as far as like... That's he, it, that's all Kevin Smith can do. I mean, I mean the style is But nice. he's, again, fuck, I, look, there was a time in my life when I was Kevin Smith's ultimate fanboy, like, but... At a certain point, like when you just start fucking making the same movie over and again, and they're bad movies. Hey, Snoochie Boochies. Snoochie Boochies. Snoochie Boochies. Should I call you uh, Wolverine Logan? Or call me Weapon X or whatever fucking anyways. But those movies are different, like so far removed from the style he does. What are you talking about? Uh, like the Jay and, uh, Jay and Silent Bob movies are kind of like different from what he normally does. From who? What? Who? Normally? From Kevin Smith. That's all he makes is Jay and Silent Bob movies. What the fuck? I mean, they're in there, but like when it's like about him, it's. it's I like Dogma. Dogma's good, yeah. Mallrats is my favorite. I mean, Mallrats is a terrible movie, but it's fun. It's. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. There's so many bad like, but, but there's no such thing as Michael, pretentious. Michael sorry. Roker. See, I mean, it's got it's got Michael. It's got Michael Roker in it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's got Stan Lee. It's got Stan. Yeah, fuck Stan Lee, and I'll say that loud and proud. Why? Fuck Stan Lee. Did he stand you up for no? Because an he, he he basically it, robbed he Jack Kirby, who actually invented all of those characters. Fucking Jack Kirby died, you know, low income. Uh, Fucking stole all these royalties. Fucking gave him no credit. Had to get sued to fucking give him. Don't even get me started. So you don't want to talk about Marvel movies today, no. anyways. <laughs> I actually, actually, at this place called um, Frankenstein's in Southern California recently, and it was in this big packed room, and they had like this really nice, uh, fully articulated cloth action figure, Stanley, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at Stanley!" And I said out loud, "I'm like, does it come with a ripping off Jack Kirby action feature?" <laughs> 
And everybody in the room was like, oh, that's cold. He's dead, bro. And you're like, I don't fucking care. That's exactly dance oh, on man. his Dance on his grave, you he, son of a bitch. He, he died lower in lower minute. Well, no, he's talking about fucking Stanley. I also saw Stanley with two prostitutes, and that's a true story. That just, uh, that, with also that just allegedly, allegedly, no, 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 allegedly, it was allegedly. They could have been fa- they could have been fans. Allegedly, um, Jay, they were fans. Jay, let me also say uh, fans Brian, of his wiener. Brian Posehn, uh, Scott Ackerman, and allegedly, I, uh, all also got on tape. Yeah, alleged. I mean, oh. we don't we don't know they were ladies of the evening, <laughs> but they were ladies of the evening. <laughs> I don't remember paying. Okay, I mean, I didn't see him. Right. They, they just animated his cock. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see him old dick him down. But uh, he definitely had arm, He definitely had arms around both of them walking to his the so Hyatt Hotel. This so. is a bad, bad, oh, gran- bad grandpa part too. Yeah, dude, he was, he was a dirty, dirty dog. Um, all well, statements made by. Well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad we understand how you feel about uh, how you feel about Stanley now. Yeah, fuck Stanley. I mean, I loved. I grew up loving Stanley, but as I get older, the amount of uh, horse shit that that dude claims he that's, invented. That's okay. Anyways, sorry. Get, you don't have to. Like I get Stan- heated. This is this is America. You don't have to like Stanley. You don't, you don't have to like anything he does. No. I yeah. But you do probably end up paying his estate royalties every time you watch. The only person who's a bigger <laughs> cocksucker than Stanley was Bob Kane. Um, but that's the chicken one. guy. The guy who invented Batman. I'm just kidding. Who quote uh, unquote invented Batman? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Another 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 pod. Yeah. Let's talk. That's about a, another pod. Well, that maybe that's next week we talk about comics. Yeah. Com- yeah. Comic. Hey, uh, I have some trailers for you guys. Okay. I'm not sure if you've seen them or not. Uh, I'll start off with the. I was, I was going to start off with this one last, but uh, what's like the biggest fanboy for like kung fu movies and action stars put together? If you could put two actors together to make a movie. Wait, wait, say it again? Don't worry about it. I won't repeat it because I didn't know how to phrase that question. Yeah, was, was, There's a movie with Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out. Yeah, around uh, the Iron Mask. Iron Mask. Shut up. You haven't seen the trailer for this yet? No. Oh, it's bananas. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to watch it. it. There's like 10% corniness to it with like the, the special effects. Well, 10%. I think you're Jack, being very Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a movie where you don't understand what anybody is saying. <laughs> They're speaking English, but you need subtitles. It's like the weirdest <laughs> movie. It's like... Part Baron Munchausen, part I don't know. It's a weird looking movie, like, but and, and, and the and the nominee for best foreign film is <laughs> yeah. this is how foreign is American with this subtitles in the whole thing. Honestly, it, I, I can't wait to see it. Right. It looks really I'm interesting. It looks bananas. It yeah. looks like the weirdest movie that got made, and I'm excited. And there's a fight scene. Yeah, there's a fight scene with Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. Really? Yes. Yeah. Look at that, dude. It looks pretty right. fun. What's yeah. it called? The Iron Mask. It reminded right. me of the Man in the Iron Mask. And Which I think it's had some inspiration. I, yeah, yeah, so uh, I'm really excited about that one. There's actually, uh, there's this Amazon series coming out. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, the Narcos response. It's called Zero, Zero, Zero. Uh, looks really good. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I haven't heard of, even heard of it. Uh, and then one that I'm the most excited about is this another TV series. It's a Sky Original, which I didn't know Sky Original, you know, Skynet yeah. over in London. Yes. Or Sky, British. yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one called Gangs of London. Um, a TV series. Um, it's about drugs. Uh, action. Uh, but there's one thing, and maybe you can help me out with this, James. Um, there's always this, like, the, this BBC filter when you're watching movies. They just, you know it's like for, like from the UK. And then I love that look. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but it, like you see, it's like, oh, that's a like a that's either a BBC show or something that's going on, and it just looks amazing. And I just I love think it. it's something to do with the lighting of it. Yeah, 
that it's never there's never any sun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it would explain, right? Did you guys hear the uh, that song's going to be in a superhero movie called The Samaritan? Say it again. He's going to be Stallone. He's going to be the the Samaritan. Yeah. Well, he's a real comic book character, but that's fine. It's yeah. real, uh, based in this uh, comic book called Astro City, which is one of my favorite comics. Yeah, he's but, supposed to. Well, he's supposed to be a comic book character. But I think it's. Superhero. I think it's, it's. I think it's his own uh, thing. But I did hear someone was going to be a superhero in a superhero movie. But he's actually not playing the superhero, is he? He is. He plays a superhero. That's yeah. not what I read. But okay. Uh, I don't mean he's the headliner. Um, he's like an old retired like. Well, yeah. there's only one guy cast so far. It's um, well, it's got Martin Starr in it, oh. Oh, cool. uh, which is awesome. I um, I'll watch yeah, it. It's got some matches. Thanks, Good. Google, for lying to that's, me. That's okay. Google always misleads you. Um, speaking of that, have you guys seen uh, the Vin Diesel Bloodshot yeah. trailer? What do you think? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's a, Vinny, it's it's a very it's interesting a comic. D movie. Um, I was afraid that like he wasn't actually going to turn into the actual comic version of Bloodshot, but he does, thankfully. I mean, it's supposed to be hard art, so yep. I'm, I'm, I'm at least excited to get Vin, seeing Vin Diesel get like blown the fuck up. Yeah, and I mean the special um, effects and like I mean the whole concept is about this soldier who's reanimated, who basically cannot be destroyed. Yeah, he's he's like, got nanobots. Yeah, that which is a little different from the original one. In the original, it was just like. It wasn't nanobots, it was like this organic thing. But yeah. um, either way, very interesting. This is basically the ultimate soldier. Um, uh, so I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, pretty, pretty. The, I, the universe is taken from Valiant Comics. Um, uh, was super big in the 90s. They, out of, they came out of nowhere in the 90s, kind of dominated for a while and then disappeared again. But they had a ton of really interesting properties. Um, uh, they, uh, they was going to do this whole, like, web series with a bunch of like like um oh god damn it uh like john morrison was going to be in one. Oh wow um but yeah it's like but with this is like a huge theatrical release i think they put a kibosh on like their web series um so maybe it'll be a whole new cinematic universe and i'd be cool with that hopefully they have some interesting characters uh they've got magnus the robot fighter um the uh, yeah it's just a whole interesting concept so man awesome did y'all, did, uh, any other trailers did y'all see? Well, as you say, uh, this, this upcoming week on the 28th, uh, Guns Akimbo with Daniel Radcliffe yeah. comes out. I'm pretty, right. excited. I'm pretty excited about that. I'll check that out. Uh, I saw Emporium last night for the first time uh, with Daniel Radcliffe, where he pretends to be a Nazi. It's actually really good. Oh, oh really good yeah. action movie. I uh, did not see that. Yeah, um, I, I think it's called Emporium or Imperium? Imperial? Imperial sounds more right. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. <laughs> You host this podcast, right? <laughs> Thank you again for joining us today. <laughs> say, well, sorry, so I'm the we... guy that can't remember uh, Orson Welles' name, so I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, I put that. I'll point that back at myself. You pretentious prick. And that's, <laughs> that's right. So I didn't see a trailer, but I only saw it was a single image on um, Instagram. But for my boyfriend Joe Manganiello, has a starring role movie called Arch Enemy. Oh, and it, just the image was like fucking sign me up. Joe Manganiello fucking beat up, <laughs> looking like he's gonna fuck dudes up. I'm okay. like, what? And I'm cool name. Yeah, um, that sounds pretty cool. If don't. you search for it, you'll just get the band Arch Enemy. So don't do that yet. I'm sure until learns. But I'm excited though. I love Joe Manganiello, and I want to see that dude just kick wholesale ass. So agreed. Y'all watch anything this weekend or this yeah, week? I did. What did you start? I started first last time, so. Um, again, it's weird because I don't, you know, I, I sit there and watch movies all day and I'm, uh, uh, then when I'm sitting sit here and put on the spot, I can't remember, like, everything I watch. But um, I did, uh, did I tell you I watched, I watched, or was that the last podcast? I, t- I watched all the uh, 
uh, Police Academy movies. But that's, then I that was did, the last one. But, but then I, I went back and watched all the Police Academy movies after you said. Yeah, and then I started. Uh, I, then I did try to watch Citizen Mission to Ma- Patrol. Mission to Moscow, Citizen and I had to turn. I had to turn it off. I mean, even with Christopher Lee in it, I was like, I had to turn it off because nope. I was like, it's, I watched them all. I, I watched every last one. Of commitment. I was down for the down for it. It's the only one I couldn't um, go through. Yeah, there was actually one day like the, earlier in the week where like I just I couldn't do it. My head was killing me. Like I left here, left. Oh. I left work and felt like shit. And I, so I I went home and I lied in bed and like obviously I just can't fall asleep like right away at like four in the afternoon. So I just put on like <laughs> police academy, just binge and binge and binge so I felt better. And yeah. you know the goots helped me feel better. Yeah, the goots, man. He's the best. He's helped me feel better. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I actually just remembered. So I did. I, wa- I actually watched a shit ton. I did watch a lot of Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> ironically, like, Stanley. Stan I, I basically wanted to watch the good Russo. Um, so I, like the good Russo films. So I watched Winter Soldier, Civil War, and then I watched um, uh, Avengers All Drunk because it's sort of yeah, that's, it leads into it. But um, I still think Winter Soldier and Civil War are the two best. Like just. They're fucking great action movies. Like regardless of, I mean, Winter Soldier is like a action film. It, it's it it just happens to be a superhero movie, mm-hmm. but it's a action film. Yeah. The whole got the Robert Redford in there. Yeah, which you know who for the longest time wanted to play Captain America in the seventies. That was the, the rumor. Uh, I still think Paul Newman would have been the best Captain America of all time. True. Um, even though he was wasn't the biggest dude, but you know, just fucking look at his face. But um, but yeah, great movies. Um, but I watched this movie. I think I might have mentioned Undisputed on this podcast before. We did. But yeah. I, I watched Boita, which is the newest one. Easily the weakest of them since the original Undisputed film, which is not... The original Undisputed just doesn't... It's like a boxing movie with Wesley Snipes and fucking uh, Ving Rhames, which is still a great movie, but Undisputed 2 and 3 are where they fucking... It becomes something unique. Boita's still good, though, and I just, I, I just love the character. Um... And the fucking action, the f- doesn't have as much like straight up because in Undisputed Two and Three, it's more of a in ring competitive like fighting film. Boyka is more of like a kind of like a actiony movie, but anyway, it's great. It's still great. Like I said, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you like kung fu movies, martial arts movies, and action films, fucking the Undisputed series are amazing. Uh- I don't know if you really consider it an action movie. It's a, it's a good like drama. It's got a lot of action in it. But uh, a movie I watched earlier in the week was uh, Green Street Hooligans, which is probably it's a good movie. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorites. My favorite Charlie Hunnam movie, uh, probably ever. Yeah, uh, is it I, a movie reconnected. Sorry, <laughs> I thought he was good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just you know I uh, big fan, especially my family all being from the UK and stuff. Like soccer's big, and you know soccer hooligans are a real thing. And I just I just really I just one of my favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> Let me that. ask, did you ever see Punisher Warzone? Because it was the yes. female director's follow-up. It's considered a kind of a cult classic now. I like Punisher Warzone. I've seen all the Punishers. Yeah. It's a uh, it's very over the top and very silly. Um, but it kind of works. And I I thought Ray Stevens was actually yeah. a great Punisher. Legit, he's a big dude, very imposing, yeah. he has a face. Um, but I mean the movie's over the top and ridiculous, but it's very but it's that's a okay. fun movie. As as it when he's like for a punch hanging like, from the chandeliers with machine guns spinning, just killing all the the mobsters. The mafia yeah. guys. Um, yeah, and then I, I was I was biding my time until uh, the Amazon series Hunters came out on Friday. Uh, so I've been I've been kind of binge watching that. So I've got about five episodes into it. So uh, very very good show. If anybody wants to watch it, in my opinion. Uh, it's uh, Nazi Nazi killing team in the seventies. Uh, Nazis are infiltrating America, which I'm sure in reality really did happen. Uh, and they're trying to bring back the, the fourth right. And uh, it's kind of a cool 
mashup of uh, you know characters to making up this team. But it's it's kind of a cool cool story about a kid whose grandmother dies and um, kind of gets sucked into this world. Al Pacino and his grandmother were in the camps together and. Uh, but it's cool, man. Al Pacino's kicking ass. You know, fucking stabbing shit out of people, and you see old, old Nazis and what they're up to in America. And uh, wow, yeah, some of them are playing like you know, there's a lot of like Nazi supporters, and it's just kind of it's crazy. It also has a lot of diversity. And like the main FBI character is also she's African American. She's also gay, um, so it's like very rare for the '70s. Um, and obviously, like. There's a lot of like anti-Semitism in there, but of course, like that's also was pretty prevalent for the time. So I thought it was pretty cool, and like it does a lot of backstory into like the time in the camps and like people's stories about trying to escape. I mean, I, you know, the Holocaust is just a horrific time in, in human history. Like not even just I don't even say like American or like worldwide history, but I think just in the yeah. Annals of humanity, like, is a, just a terrible, terrible time. So, like, I, I like... I think when, most I like, people would agree with you. Yes. <laughs> well, unless you were, like, one of those well, dumbasses. I said most. Yeah. It didn't happen. Unless you believe the Holocaust didn't happen, then you can just shut this podcast off and go fuck yourself, yeah. like, with your swastika. Um, but, honestly, like, it's just... Uh, I like the, I like stories that will tell some of the backstory, like, tell, like, real stories about things that have happened or, like, that that did happen during that time. So I, I thought that was why what I appreciate. It's good storytelling. It's not just action, but there is a lot of action and it's, it's definitely very graphic, which also keeps my interest. I gotta watch it, I'm very excited. I was excited when yeah. I announced it, so. Yeah, it's cool. The first episode is a little bit of a, it's, you know, it's an hour, it's an hour and a half long. It's a little bit, I will say the first episode is a little bit of a slow burn, but once you get past the first episode, it's like, it picks up. Cool. So it's great. So I forgot the two things I want to talk about. I should have talked about okay. on the previous podcast. One is I started watching Hannibal finally. Um, not as impressed with it as I think a lot of people. Um, I think it starts to fall into a very formulaic, like, I don't know. Very, it's very far. There are moments where it's very far-fetched. But I'll continue watching it. But I found this new show suggested by Hulu called The Unexplained, hosted by... The fucking red-eyed reanimated corpse of fucking William Shatner. Um, <laughs> holy shit, dude. Looks like he's got two minutes left. But um, but his wig is still looking nice. Um, I love Captain Kirk, so that's no disrespect. Um, but if you're a fan of like old shows like Sightings and these like, you know, it's basically, it's just every episode deals with, uh, one episode is just about cryptids. Um, like the Mothman and that kind of stuff. One whole episode is about unnatural, natural things that happen. Like um, all the, like this woman who's been hit by lightning a, like a bunch and oh. um, all sorts of crazy shit. One episode is about like spirituality and the afterlife. And but if you're a fan of like old like kind of like you know like investigating the unknown kind of shows like sightings and stuff from the nineties. I love sightings. Yeah. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. They actually. Uh, they actually recorded uh, at at uh, my friend's college, which was in Vermont, as one of the most uh, haunted universities. I so, and that's why I was like, that's definitely a, that's check a this great. out. I mean, it's funny because um, you know, it's uh, it hits me in all my sweet spots, and then just having, like I said, it, I wish that if he just narrated it, would be better than having to look at. Uh, just you'll watch the show and you'll see what I mean. He looks like, looks rough, but um, <laughs> and he get his eye. You know, his, I don't want to make fun of William Shatner anymore. But yeah, it's a great show. I, I, I actually am saving the last two episodes because I just don't want it to end. But the second season is coming out. 
So Hulu picked it up, and it's on the um, for me it was recommended because the second season is coming out this month. So I'm excited. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Yeah. About to Good check time. that out. I uh, just for the record though did uh, watch the show that you're recommending, like very scary people. Yeah. Um, man, watch the John Wayne Gacy episode on that. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like I mean, I I knew a lot about John Wayne Gacy, but there was some stuff in there that I I did not know. So I was like, What wow. is one thing you did not know? I did not know that he tricked his victims by pretending to do magic tricks. Yeah. Um, he actually tricked them into handcuffing themselves uh, wow. because he would pretend he'd show them the cops, he'd put them on, they'd turn around, he would uncuff himself and be like, ta-da, you try, thinking they're trick cops, and then they would cuff themselves, So, um, which is crazy. I also didn't know that he had his, very, his own construction crews yep. um, dig trenches in his basement and say it was for sewage. And then eventually they weren't even construction crews, they were just like... Undocumented workers, yeah. Like, They're like high school kids yeah. and shit, like just people looking for summer jobs. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was pretty crazy, and like I guess his last his last trick was like to hang you with a rope. Yeah. Um, for my last but, trick. Yeah, but I was like, that's yeah, that was it was creepy though. But but weird though that Donnie Wahlberg house, right? Super weird. He's in this weird house. Like but the I, house is creepy and cool, but then he's. Like, I was like, is this like the Saw house or something like that? Like that's. Uh, I literally went and watched episodes of. I actually chose the two most boring episodes of fucking Unsolved Mysteries to watch. <laughs> but just because I want some Robert Stackness. Yeah, Robert Stack's And awesome. I was like, this is how you do it, guys. You got Robert, Robert Stack in a trench coat. And like a foggy, like, yeah, dude, that's how you do it. You know, Unsolved Mysteries, man. You always creep me out when I was a kid. Yep, still you know? my favorite. Yeah. But then yeah. I watched an episode about like some dude, like some POW missing. Oh. And then one of them about some like companies like poisoning the water and I'm like this isn't what I signed I up watched for. the nightly news for this shit. Exactly, exactly. That's crazy. I like that guy's voice. Of course, yeah. it's Rob Sack. He's a goddamn yeah. <laughs> he is. He was also on uh he was also on basketball. That's right. Was with, he? Uh, yeah he, he did a he did an unsolved mystery segment on basketball. Damn it's gonna uh, forever. Yeah. Squeaks <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome. well good deal. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of movies. A lot of TV shows. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. I love social out. life, so that's all I do is watch. Yeah. Hey, you know, when you got kids, you know, that's, uh, that's right. I think I'm going to buy a TV and <laughs> start watching. Do you not have a TV? I don't. Do you watch on your laptop? <laughs> I don't even have internet. Do you watch <laughs> at work? I, it, it, I have to find time oh, to, to watch stuff. Uh, if like, I do, it's on my phone. Uh, but I think I found an internet provider that actually might. Come out and do it. All right. Uh, they're cool. in the boons where you live. Out in the boons. Man, well, you, you just, just, you just have them where the people live. Uh, so you just got some internet in, your, hey, man. Uh, in the office. Hey, you know, That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. It's got to make that scratch. I mean, I, I'll be, tell you what, though. If I could find it, if I could make it work, I would live where nobody I would love to live where nobody else. But I would want the amenities. like. In yeah. Office, so. Yeah. I, I do too. Live in the uh, boonies, but with all the bells and whistles. Exactly. Like just. Away from people. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I come into town every day. So. <laughs> hey, there you go, man. Uh, but yeah, so what are we, uh, who's kicking it off? Talk about fantasy movies. I'd uh, uh, love to talk about uh, Debbie Does Dallas. And <laughs> just, just wrong, wrong type of fantasy movies. Uh, Edward Penis Fingers. <laughs> Edward, no, no, no. There's, uh, oh, That's Edward, a real Edward, movie. Edward Penis Hands. There's a Manaconda with Jennifer Lopez and Ice Pube. Oh, <laughs> Uh, wow. You know, people get so original. Like, I always thought that, like, honestly, like, people crap on on porn a lot, but I'm like, you can probably get some, you can pretty much do what you want in porn. There's a point like, in porn. I don't, and I, I mean, uh, there's a point to porn? Or? Like, 
definitely a point. There's a whole like segment that love like the like the film parody ones, but there's this they they started all these like superhero ones, but the, what I find fascinating is like the costumes seem to be far like more comic accurate and well done. <laughs> Like, where the fuck is this budget? Like, they're putting all the budget in the costuming <laughs> that you're going to see for, like, five minutes. Like, <coughs> do you ever see China play She-Hulk? Yeah. I was just about to bring that up. Chi- oh, China play She-Hulk and Oh, Martin. man, yeah. does she. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, not the type of fantasy movies that we yeah, were no, talking no. about, but there are some mm. uh, really excellent uh, action movies with, with a fantasy element mm. to them mm. that we were... Had had on our list to talk about for a long time. We just didn't get a chance. Yeah, to, absolutely. To come back, you know, uh, and actually talk about them. Yeah. A lot of good. A lot of from the eighties, I would say. I uh, mean, there's obviously there like post Lord of the Rings. There was that whole like that end of this I'm, I'm the fantasy. Say, I'm gonna say something that probably dis- people don't like, but I do not like Lord of the Rings. Really? Nope. That's interesting. I, I, I mean, just too long and boring for me. Like, nope. I'm just, them, just like, take, take, you can't get a fucking condor to take that thing to the, the mountain of Mordor. Like, I mean, well, that's the thing is that, that dude, a lot of people are like, on, man. So I've, I've, there's some very passionate rebuttals to that argument that get real big into like the like mythology. Of the people th- like it, and I respect that people like Lord of the Rings. Like, um, I, I just, I just them, which is awesome. Like, I, I'm not going to down anybody for really liking them. I just. Could not. The basic question: Did get, you? Did you? Are, were you a fan of Game of Thrones? Did you watch Game of Thrones? I had a really hard time getting into Game of Thrones. I, didn't like it. I, I, I had a hard time. I too. liked it when I watched it, but it took me literally years. Let me ask a question: Did you ever, when you grew up, did you play D anD? I played. I tried to play Magic, uh, the Gathering. Yeah. yeah. Um, my friends played Magic, and I, I tried to. I just could not get into it in, in that manner. Like, um, but I'll say this. I, I learned, you know, I learned, I finally learned to play Magic when my, when my kids started playing Magic. That, that's when I learned to play Magic. Um, and they still beat the shit I out of I have a lot of funny stories about Magic the Gathering. Um, <laughs> I just recently started watching the Harry Potter movies and I'm, like, almost done with the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, no TV, so it's a little, <laughs> it makes things difficult. Uh, so far, I like Lord of the Rings better than, uh, than the Harry Potter one, movies. Yeah, Harry Potters are fine. I yeah. enjoy them, but... I read all the Harry Potter books, but the, again, the movies were, uh, you know, <laughs> just not your thing. So I grew up. Uh, um, there was a time when. <laughs> oh yeah. Excuse me. When uh, how enti- how exciting this conversation is to me. <laughs> Jeez. I'm fan- fan- just, fan- my leg pain didn't let me sleep much. Um, so, uh, there was a time where like. If you were a nerd of any kind, fantasy just was one of the more dominant elements because it was one of the only elements at the time. So, like, if you liked fantastical things like comic books or whatever, there's a fantasy was very popular. What I'm trying to say in the yeah. very late '70s and up until the mid '80s, and like any kid, I got involved in. I'm, I still remember reading. Didn't even know what it was. I just remembered going to the library on the recommended recommended shelf. I found The Hobbit, like the cover art. Took it home, read it, read that, burned through the whole thing, and became obsessed. Um, then I was like, I'm gonna read everything by this J.R.R. Tolkien guy. And then I was found out how much fucking that dude wrote, and like how much of it's pure nonsense. Like, it's just like an exercise in language. I'm like, oh no, this is boring as shit. But then I did end up reading all of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and fell in love again. And then watched the Ralph Bakshi cartoon, fell in love with that. Um, See, I remember watching The Hobbit when I was a kid, like the the cartoon. Yep. Hobbit, which I really liked. Yeah. I just, uh, you know what it is? I think it's, I don't want to say it's a generational thing because it's, 
Some people really like we're, it, and it's know. not we're we're right at the same age. But I, I just remember growing up, and movies were not like fucking three hours long. <laughs> like a lot of the fantasy movies that I really liked, they're like we're an hour and a half, hour and forty five. So I think it's like great story, <laughs> but I think you have to get over the idea of like this is this is a trek. Like to watch. See, I I, I, this, I, like, I can sit and watch the special editions of the Lord of the Rings and be engaged the entire time. Yeah. And even that's with tons of stuff cut out of the novel. But, um, but so I'm curious, what is the what is the fancy movie you chose then? It's Ice Pirates, which is a great movie. Um, which is is a fantastic movie. I love it. Um, I, I just really in this just for context, it's an hour and thirty minute movie. Um, but yeah, basically, I mean, it sounds exactly what it sounds like. It's set in the future, kind of. Uh, dystopian world where resources including water is scarce and and uh are you robert ork who's a, a great actor um r.i.p um it is pi- band of pirates including ron perlman yep which is great um, who's also in mission in moscow who's so, on mission in moscow uh, ron per- young ron perlman um basically gets caught stealing ice yeah. and um and then they get sold off into into kind of slavery to a princess who's in search of her father and also like Holds the key to potentially a planet that has unlimited water sources, um, but it's like pretty much them like going through the adventure with the princess, um, who's also beautiful. Got Angelica Houston in it. Um, yeah, it's just got a ton of great actors. Super campy. Uh, there's this whole scene though with the. Uh, I'm trying to like think of the exact scene, but it's like it's got the stomach parasite mm-hmm. in it, which always creeped me out when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, which is great, especially like the extraction, because that thing kind of reminded me of, like, like a really gnarly tapeworm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it gets loose. It gets loose, and they have to kind of capture it. Um, but these are the type of movies that I I like growing up. Um, another one that I really liked um, was Crawl. Yeah, I, Crawl is. There was a time where Crawl was the only thing like really in that realm, and I was obsessed with that movie as like a kid. So, so it's funny because Ice Pirates. And Krull were both of these films that were what I like. They were institutions on HBO. So like, if you yeah. turn on HBO like on a weekday afternoon, you can catch it. Krull or Ice Pirates was going to be on. <laughs> yep. Um, but fucking, I, I love Ice Pirates. But Krull, I mean, the the scene yeah. when the uh, Cyclops. Um, I'm yeah. still waiting for them to do really yeah. good action figures of uh, Krull. I'm surprised, man. The the uh, Ice Spider. Yeah. Just, Which is great. And um, the glaive is the single coolest weapon in film history. The Cyclops was awesome. But yeah, and when the Cyclops big. is holding the boulder and trying to, like, saves everybody. Yeah. Oh, shit's so hard. Breaks my heart. Yeah. Every time. Every time. This is waterworks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just such a great, you know, it reminded me a lot of, like, the, like just the visuals and stuff. It reminded me a lot of Dune. Um, it's just a very beautiful landscape. Like, they just did a great job, like, visually in that movie as well. I just remember watching those constantly when I was a kid. And to your point, they were always on. They were on HBO, they were on like TBS yeah. or like TNT or like yeah. one of the other channels that um, you can catch them on like Saturday afternoon. Um, I remember I, for me, like for whatever reason, it always seemed to be they'd play Ice Pirates and then it would be Time Bandits. Like always like back to back. So Time Bandits, yes. That's that's another amazing one too. Um, super sad though. Um, boys boy's parents get blown up and he goes but these guys with the little people yeah. which is fucking awesome they gotta defeat the the evil warlock and uh but have you seen any of these movies i'm curious to think 
No, it's okay if you haven't. Like, they're, they're, they're not very. I mean, to the this day, not, I'm, especially I'm like time excited. bandits. I'm excited because yeah, y'all been talking about ice pirates forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love ice pirates. Time bandits is another really great one too, though. Um, that's more to me in the main, the vein of like uh, the Adventures of Baron Moon Moonchausen, yep. um, which is say. an amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, Eric Idle and just the whole the whole kind of Monty Python like uh, group. That was one that like I took me like one or two tries to like actually watch it and like really get into it. But I actually- Terry Gillen, man. I, I appreciate it way more as I got older versus like when I was younger trying to watch it. I remember my friend really liked it. Um, and I remember watching it, like, it's boring. And then I watched it years and years later and I was like, this is a fucking phenomenal movie. Like how did I think this was boring when I watched it? But um, I think it's just got a lot of stuff in it that like kind of, depending on your age, like can go over your head a little bit, but once you start watching and you kind of get a feel for that type of humor, like it's it's an amazing movie. Um, <laughs> well, it's so I, whimsical as well. I mean, the thing is, like, um, specifically for uh, Kroll, was that um, Kroll was a very how do you it spell was it? K R U L L. Uh, yeah. Um, it was very much a it was a it was one of the more traditional straight up fantasy films. Um, at a time where you didn't really get those, it didn't really have, like even like Ice Pirates is like kind of its own thing. Um, a lot of the fantasy movies at the time either had sci-fi elements also, or um, which was something from the eighties I do love that weird like um, mishmash of like it has is it a fantasy film? Is it a sci-fi film? Is it you know kind of its own thing? But um, for the time, especially for a young kid that played D and D, Crawl felt like a D and D campaign. Um, with the mix of characters and, excuse me, like the the whole like you know even just the the whole the the plot, um, it just felt like a cool like science, like a D and D campaign or a role playing game campaign, um, but yeah, those wow. are all solid choices. I like all these uh, yeah. actors. Uh, and uh, you don't ever realize uh, for the longest time that Sarah Polly plays a little girl and uh, in Baron Munchausen. Oh shit! Uh, Is she? Yeah, for Sarah Polly. Yeah, she plays uh, Sally. Sly. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! I did and, not know uh, that. And I totally forgot that Rob Williams was in that too. Yeah, he plays uh, plays the moon. Moon. Yep. Um, which is great. Which he's always. Kelly Gillum and Rob Williams were really good buddies. Yeah. It's great to. It's got some. Uh, got some good. Got a few little people in there too that I think were in uh, Time Bandits. Yeah, there's got to be all the uh, Billy Barties out there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See um, that? I think the only. I mean, because you had like. That's the one thing. The reason I brought, I wanted to do this was because there are a lot of weird, like, oh, should I remember that cool movies? Whether it was, well, you know, one of the impetuses well, for this was like the Beastmaster film. Yeah, Beastmaster is great. Um, uh, I, well, uh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Well, again, that's its own weird. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, that's sci fi weirdo. It is, but it's just fucking, it's, it's like, cool. it's, it's in the vein, like, to me, the, all those movies kind of like circulated around each other when yeah. I was growing up. They're just, they're weird enough. God, what a fucking weird-ass concept. Um, That's a movie I feel like <laughs> is either going to get remade someday or is going to have like a... But, I mean, you had Peter Weller, you had fucking John... Um, uh, uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, John Lithgow. John Lithgow's the villain who's great. You had uh, Christopher Lloyd. Uh-huh. I mean, you just had a ton of like awkward gang a, and, motherfuckers. And Buck Rubanzai is a science, like a nuclear... Like rockets... Whatever. Oh, Ellen Barkin. He's a scientist rock star... Adventure, Adventure, brain surgeon, rock musician, crime fighting team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Hong Kong Cavaliers. <laughs> Good stuff, though. 
before the uh, before the coronavirus. So oh my now they hopefully they're <laughs> vaccination experts. Um, Whoa. I'm sorry. Too soon. I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun. I I'm just saying. Um, Cold blood. But, but yeah, there, I mean, there's just so many of those great, weird, like, one-off movies that, like, were during that time that were just totally, like, fantasy-related that were just, like, you don't know where that, like, somebody must have been on a boatload of drugs. Yeah. Yeah, Baku Yeah. 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 Well, even, like, Baron Munchausen, like, yeah. it's like, well, Terry that's Gillen, like a fucking head trip. You know? I mean, um, like, if you watch, and it's funny, though, because it is... You watch Benjamin Munchausen. Oh, this movie's weird. And then you watch Brazil and fucking Baron uh, Munchausen seems like fucking right. Goonies. Like, well, I mean, Brazil is it's a whole, which is a movie I fucking love. Um, um, but like, even like, even like things like like Legend. Yeah. You know, which one? Uh, that, yeah. God, dude, that movie. And now that, that I put that in that in the realm of like fairy tale fantasy, um, where it's like. It has fairy tale elements, but then you have the darkness, which is the single best, and nothing even comes to a, as a close second. But the single best representation of "quote unquote" the devil in film history, fucking Tim Curry is the darkness. Jesus Christ! It still hold does makeup, everything still holds up to this day. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Amazing. Probably the best, like one of the best Tim Curry roles. Yeah. Like, which is I mean, top three. Like, Tim Curry just fucking kicks wholesale ass, but indeed. But dude, and again at the time, you would think Tim Curry is the darkness, that huge, intimidating, terrifying demon dude. But dude, works so well, fucking great. Tim Curry, yeah. <sighs> so but yeah, good. There, yeah. So many. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I think, just just like we were just saying in horror in a horror area, like adventure has so many different like actually adventure has so many different like sub genres as well that it's like. It's easy to lose track. Like you think of all the mainstream stuff, your your diehards and your you know 007 and you know your even your current movies, your Jumanjis and things like that. But um, Jim and Jim Jim Angies. Um, but there there are so many other great movies that kind of get lost in the shuffle um, along the way that are that are fantastic. Um, no pun intended. So, but I'm bumped. But which you can, oh, that's weird. I'm just googling fantasy action movies. It has Big Trouble in Little China in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's I, mean, you say, I mean, you could say it's very that. like it's, it's it's. When I think of traditional fantasy, I think of e like Western fantasy elements, the European fantasy elements, because that's just usually how that that um, genre is defined with like sword and sorcery, castles, just a very e Western Euro centric sort of. Uh, Concepts, themes. Um, there is Eastern fantasy. Uh, in fact, I could talk about like the Eastern fantasy films, Wuxia's Flying Swordsman, Chinese Fable. Like, there's a million. Uh, that's its own genre with a, a ton of. Well, I mean, you if, could, you could if you guys want to see a fucking movie that will blow your mind, try Zoo Warriors of, uh, Warriors of Mystic Mountain, the original. Oh. Uh, Wu or Zoo, um, starring a, a youngish Sammo Hung. Uh, one of the craziest movies. It's. it's but like even movies like uh, like Clash of the Titans, yep. uh, which is like one of my all time favorite. I had the uh, Serbius, uh, <laughs> the uh, Devil Guy Asher figure when I was a kid. Um, 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 I could uh, no, 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 uh, fucking blanking his name. Uh, I've drawn him. Uh, he's, he's a character I love. I grew up uh, loving him with his afro and his little uh, his yes. Jerry curl hair and his little yes, earrings. Um, uh, it's oh, uh, no, no, no! It's uh, uh, it's it's uh, 
is it Calibus? Calibus. Cal Calibus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember watching it's that. Good. They got a Kraken. Had the, uh, you know, Medusa, like very much like mm -hmm. the old Greek Greek mythology uh, movies as well. But then you have like other fantasy movies, like you have like Labyrinth, mm. uh, which is an amazing David Bowie movie. Um, that it's so was funny because you're. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well hung in Snow White Tan. It's funny, though, because I'm glad you brought that up. Because, again, yeah. one of the things, one of the many subgenres as I was thinking of fantasy was um, the 80s. The, I mean, it's like the Hensian, because Jim Henson did all, all these movies, these, like, sort of um, the dark crystal um, uh, labyrinthy sort of fairy tale fantasy films that are almost like its own genre, and they're um, all amazing. Um, in fact, I still can't believe I haven't seen the new Dark Crystal series. I think I was saving it for like a rainy day type of scenario, but everybody knew who saw it loved it, but I love fucking Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, um, even like even like Return to Oz with uh, Faroose Ibalk, um, it's fucking dark, dark. Dude, those oh, wheelies still scare the shit out Did of me. Did not yeah. see that coming. I really Dude, <laughs> it, they still freak me out. To this day, I can't, it, it then, I watch nothing but horror movies. Those wheelies do still freak me out. Yeah. They're creepy as shit. I don't know where they was. And then, you know, Young Fruits of Bulk, and I love that. Fuck, that movie's so great. Oh, the fucking, the witch with all the different fucking heads and faces. Yeah. Oh, dude. Crazy movie. I love it. I need to, they have um, an Arrow video. Some, some British company put out an amazing Blu-ray in the last few years, um, special edition. I need to get it on eBay. It's expensive, but I need to get it. Yeah, um, what I always creeped out as a kid is in uh, Labyrinth, the, uh, the, the Hands. Um, oh, yeah. help you up. And then the Head Jugglers. Yeah. Uh, which were great, because they just, they just started juggling their heads out. What really creeped me out in uh, Labyrinth is uh, David Bowie preying on 14-year-old uh, Jennifer Conley. <laughs> uh, it was the 80s. Uh, oh, okay. Look. It's acceptable because it was the Jennifer, 80s. Jennifer Conley looked like she was... It's solid 22. Oh, my God. He didn't know. There was no IDs. Oh. He just stole her. I know we've talked about this before. But he stole have the you baby. seen the movie Career Opportunities with James Whaley? Yes. The, the uh, only movie that ever take place in Target. Yep. Uh, uh, I saw Target. it in the theater. I think it was my friend Robbie's birthday. Yeah. But that sequence when she's riding the little, like, quarter oh, yes. horse. Crazy. <laughs> Anyways, changed my life. Uh. So for good, Jennifer Connelly. So the, there are a lot of movies I like. Like I really wanted to talk to, but I mean, I think Crawl was one of them. Was yeah. one of the things I thought about. I, I, I was. It started because, like, well, again, watching Beastmaster, which I think is a very underrated film, and I think uh, I would love to see like either a sequel to or a remake because there's a lot of cool concepts in it. Um, but I watched all these movies and I was like, what did I really want to talk about? And then I realized the movie I really want to talk about was Conan. The Destroyer. Oh. Not Conan the Barbarian. Not the John Milius Conan the Barbarian, which is considered by most people to be the good Conan. Um, which, it is good. It's a great movie. Um, you know, definitely seems like the, the Robert E. Howard, you know, pulp stories. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Conan the Destroyer with that uh, the amazing cast with like Will Chamberlain, Grace Jones, yeah. Tracy Walters, who's uh, rest in peace. You fucking weird ass dude. Um, uh, um, but dude, the, as much as at the time I liked Conan the Barbarian, as a kid I was like, I would much rather watch Conan the Destroyer. Also, a perennial HBO uh, favorite at the time. Yep. Um, because it felt like first it where the Conan the Barbarian is a fun, it's a good movie. 
Um, there's boobies in it, and <laughs> blood. Yes. Uh, Conan the Destroyer. It was was super fun. Um, it you know it was a little silly over also, the top. Also, Arnold's favorite uh, stand-in as uh, Sven. Yeah. <laughs> Sven. Yes. Well. Um, um, so one thing about this movie that I loved um, was that Conan fights that demon, that like mirror demon. And as a kid, that I would watch that scene over and over again. Oh yeah. First of all, because that mirror demon, uh, uh, who I, I included in my very first issue of uh, Dream Evil, because as a kid he was just that demon makeup was so scary to me and so well done. But it also had uh, Olivia Diabo yes. and Sarah Douglas, Wonder Years, um, who both uh, were very. Uh, Interesting to me as a young, young, young child verging on manhood. Um, uh, can I also just sh like highlight how jacked like Schwarzenegger was? Yeah, during time. I mean, he's just fucking. But have you seen that picture when he? I think he's actually doing with Will Chamberlain and Andre. And Andre, holy shit! He looks like a child, a dwarf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, people don't understand how big seven feet tall like really is like. Dude. And he's not tall at all, right? He's not that tall. Uh, no, I mean at the time, uh, uh, Arnold was six one six two. So he's a it's tall a, dude. That's average. We're, we're like six foot. I know, but six two is not anywhere near average. Oh. Like five, even in the eighties, I think five nine or five ten was the was considered like. Hmm. Oh yeah, is this a picture? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's even better ones where he's standing. He's standing. He's sitting. And there's a black and white one where he's standing in between them like this. <laughs> uh, so for anybody, obviously you guys can't see because this is a podcast and, and not a, a video podcast, a, uh, a video program. Um, but we're looking at pictures of Schwarzenegger in the Destroyer, uh, standing next to Andre the Giant, Will Chamberlain, and uh, he's fucking tiny. Yeah, um, and the thing is, like, well, see, people understand, like, because you know they built Andre at seven four or seven five, but he was really about six eleven um, by the time, like, he started to really like he was, he was probably about seven seven one in, at his height in his youth before his spine started to compress. Mm -hmm. um, but people understand, like, yeah, it wasn't that he was just seven feet tall. When he stands there, Wilt is a big dude. Wilt is a big man, seven feet tall. But Wilt seems like he's a goddamn, a literal stilt next to Andre because Andre was so big. He was yeah. like barrel-chested, huge shoulders, giant hands. There's a reason he's called the giant. Yeah, so, um, but Andre, for those that don't know, because as we're talking about Conan the Destroyer, he actually was uh, played the monster, the demon that gets called at the end of the movie. Yes. Um, they need somebody who, you know, could make Arnold look small, which, you know, it's not very easy to do. Um, but yeah, um, but I thought Grace Jones in this movie was fucking insane. Mm. I remember the scene when like the um, one of the one of the film scenes that really cemented empathy in me in young know, me is when they first introduced Grace Jones' character and she's basically being like um, not tortured, but she's basically being um, assaulted and beat up and kind of like ridiculed by all those men um, as she's chained up, and then Conan frees her and she just goes fucking ham on those dudes. I just, I love that scene. Um, I love that they include, and I'm blanking the actor's name um, and the character, but he was the sorcerer from the original one. Um, uh, Akiro, the wizard, yep. played by um, Meiku Oe, I'm not going to say his name, but he was in a ton of movies um, uh, in the 80s. Uh, in fact, he, he played um, uh, uh, one of my favorites, Kung Fu, or, uh, you know, like, it doesn't matter, I'm not going there. But anyways, um... <laughs> but anyways, uh, I really love that movie, and it seems like again it became like a joke because yeah, it's it's not the it, you know it's not the John Milius serious, not that the original home movie super serious, but you know it's like you know more gritty and like gnarly because it was like a more of a Saturday morning cartoon version of Conan. But that's what I loved. It was like reading the Marvel Conan comics, 
he fought a demon, like you yeah. know, like that monster in the mirror and like, I, I will say sorcerers. I, I love those comics. So my my dad growing up was not like a comic book guy, but the one comic that my dad loved more than anything in the world was Conan, and he had a massive collection of Conan. And I, at the time, just wanted to look at Conan for all the scantily clad, drawn, all, all the all the boobies and the head bashing that took place yeah. in Conan. And I was like, this guy's badass, gets all the chicks, and. Uh, there's definitely the color illustrated pictures as well. Fun, fun fact, uh, fun Tank fact. When when Tank was a yee child, uh, his first Playboy experience had a, a cartoon uh, Conan uh, with boobs in it, and maybe want to watch the movie. And that's how yeah. I saw hey, it the there, first there, time. There you go. <laughs> See, the thing is, like yeah. people don't like as an as an illustrator, as an artist, like people don't understand the real importance of amazing illustrators, amazing art. Um, and, uh, you know, Frank Rosetta, the world, probably the most now most well-renowned fantasy artist of all time, who did a lot of that Conan art with the fucking, the scanty clad barbarian women and stuff. Like, dude, that, at a time before we had media like we have today, like the internet, like, that shit touched so, like, really changed people's lives. Dudes would, like, see those old covers and be turned into men, like, right? And kick in the That's right. Like, like, all of a sudden, like... They're like, can I read your 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 Conan? And then all of a sudden they read it and be like, I'm ready to destroy ready. the world <laughs> with, my pe- with my penis. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was one of the uh, obstacles that Arnold had, though, too. Like, no one wanted to cast this big dude like as a serious main actor. Yeah. And that was the movie that did it for him, that that, that kind of changed the way action movies were done for as far as big guys go. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I give Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot of credit is he actually slimmed down for the John Milius one. Because he wanted to be a little bit more limber and stuff, and you can you can definitely tell from going from like pumping iron to the original Conan like gas he, off he, the gas. I mean, he was still huge, but he was a little bit more lean. But like, he actually really did really well with the sword play. He worked with a dude for a long time to get all the sword play down. He seemed like an like like the action was really well really well done in the first one, and, uh, and I mean, very believable because you know. Um, I think a lot of people give Arnold a lot of shit just because of his accent, and it's mm-hmm. never really changed too much. Uh, but I don't think people really realize like how much work he actually puts into his, his movies. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for everything you can say about him, he is the pinnacle. He is the living embodiment of the American dream. This dude sure. was a fucking a, uh, uh, a immigrant who barely spoke the language, mm-hmm. who was ridiculed even in his hometown for like his ideas like, oh, you want to go to be in you know, America and be a big movie star? Oh, okay, Arnold. Okay, the Austrian, okay, the Austrian oak. So they, he, you know, they, they, even in Austria, they called him the Austrian oak. That was his like bodybuilding nickname. But they're like, you're never. America's gonna laugh at you. And like, he went here. He busted his ass. I mean, the one thing is that if you especially if you watch Pumping Iron, the one thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger never ha- uh, needed to worry about was ego. That dude's self esteem was always <laughs> off the charts. Um, and he's definitely an alpha male, but dude, he proved like you can if you want something bad yeah. enough, you can fucking do the impossible. Yeah, and... I mean Stallone too, though. Like I, I mean Stallone like was dirt poor. Like you always read this, hear the story about Stallone and his turtles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that story or not? They're still like, alive. Yeah, yeah, he had to sell his turtles to make ends meet. Was his dog? Bought, or his dog? I yeah. know. Yeah, he was sold his dog. Oh, that was tur- I thought you turtles. Well, the turtles are from the original Rocky. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, but anyway, yeah, so he, uh, but he had to sell his pet. Yeah. And then he ended up buying his pet back and, you know. Well, the thing is, like, it's funny, though, because both of those dudes, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, before he did Conan, was in this movie with Jeff Bridget. Like, it's a, so even like a really well known, it wasn't, 
Sidney Lumet? Was it Sidney Lumet? And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger was like in a serious acting role, um, basically playing the new boy, like Jeff Bridges' ex girlfriend's new boyfriend or something like that. And it was um, I think it was Sidney Lumet. Stay hungry. Was it Stay Hungry? Yeah. Um, uh, before that, I mean, he was in you know Hercules in New York, which everybody knows is a fucking joke. But, <laughs> but you know, but same with Stallone. Stallone didn't want to be. He wasn't going to be an action hero. He was. In, he was a. He wanted to make serious movies and be a serious actor. He wanted to do. I mean, if you look at his the the you know whether it was um, the original uh, Rambo, the, or the first Blood, the original Rocky, um, uh, that fucking nightclub one that's a, a was a disaster. The um, not the Cotton Club or whatever, but um, Rumble Out like Rumble Out or something Alley something well, Thunder so Alley. So, anyways, he wanted to be a serious director and actor, but you know he just. Eventually went the route of what made money, and that's what. If you want to see, it was really a, a weird transition. Is the Rambo films because the original First Blood was a fucking indictment on how America treated soldiers. It was an indictment yeah. of war. It was an. It was just an indictment Very of thick political message. Yeah, and then within <laughs> two movies, it went from being it, it turned into the exact thing it was railing against because of uh, American, you know. Patriotism at the well, time. Well, I mean, that's that's franchising, though, right? Yeah. Like, that's like you... It's like the Fast and the Fucking Furious 9. I saw the preview for that. Like John Cena, bro. John, dun, 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 John dun. Cena. But he's hey, in there. We're going to bring back... Yeah, uh, he's, yeah the, he's, he's... He plays Vin Diesel's brother. brother who's was like the, a badass the, killer. Was that the guy with the invisible clothes? Because I couldn't see him. Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of jokes, uh -huh. did you did you hear the story that uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger played on uh, Sylvester Stallone for the movie uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? No. So, so they offered they offered there was this other job, the other movie that was supposed to be coming up. Oh, it was yeah, actually yeah, bigger. Yeah. And uh, he goes, but at the same time that Stop or My Mom Will Shoot was coming out, and he actually tricked. Uh, Stallone into doing that movie, yeah. say, like for like, oh, this one's this. I turned it down, or yeah, they, <laughs> and so he went after it, and obviously it was a flop. I forgot what movie it was. I wish I could. Uh, let's see, no, 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 that's too twins late. or some shit. Like you asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what movie it was, but I anyway, I saw. That's funny. I, I like Stop or Your My Mom Will Shoot. So I saw both Stop or My Mom Will Shoot and. Throw Mama from the Train in the movie theater. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it's also another good movie uh, is uh, Tango and Cash. Of course it's a fucking good movie. What the fuck? It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Dude, because nobody ever talks about it, though. I feel like nobody ever talks about you that movie. To, hang on, my friend. That movie is... First off, it was one of the... That movie is one of the impetuses for this podcast, because eventually, in the annals of film history, nothing will ever top the... Pure machismo balls. Like, that movie's just dripping with testosterone. Every time Kurt Russell and Arnold Schwarzenegger are on film, it's like, they might as well be whipping their dicks out and measuring them. Like, it's the most, the, it's the most masculine movie. I, fun fact, I'm sure that happened behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. It's one of the most, it's one of the, it gets, it doesn't get as much play in my house as Cobra or uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And, yes, you know, those are two movies that are always at the top, featuring Kurt Russell. So it's Stallone. But it's probably a good third, but it brings them together. But well, I just brought it up because... Rambo is a pussy. 
one of the greatest lines. I yeah. saw that in the theater, being like, "Oh, he said Rambo was on my thing." Oh my God. He's Rambo. Yeah, I loved it. Um, so two things. <laughs> Number one, that's great. Two, we need to start recording these, like video recording these. I do. I, I think so um, too. Nobody needs to but, see it. <laughs> your I feel, facial expressions yeah, just—it's great. Cracks me up. Set it off. Um, but no, we've just—we've never talked about tango and cash. It's never come up in, in conversation. So I'm, I'm glad you appreciate it as much as I do. That's the most. Talents, ma- that's, that's the most machismo, machismo movie you can think of. It's up there. I mean, there's. Because the whole movie just, it's just, it's two alpha males rubbing up against each other and like kind of like trying to, you know, prove who's, yeah. And it's got the one of the hottest women in the history of uh, the world, uh, Terry Hatcher, back when she was smoke mm. Um But uh, I hate the way it gets so, uh, you know, we get so sexual on this poor women who listen to this. We, I what? we talk about dick. That's right. We talk about way dick. more. Yeah, than we do we, actually. We talk about boobs on this. I'll show. talk about yeah. how studly uh, Joe Manganiello is. I mean, week. We talk about hard ons more than wide ons. That's right. Opinion, whoa, so. whoa, wide ons. Bam, 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 bam. Apparently, that's the. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I heard it in a movie. Wide well, ones. guys. All right. Yeah. We've this is the last time that we're going to be uh, recording like this. Um, That's right. We're all going next to, time. We're all going to be, separate ways to do our own podcast. Oh my god! Next just time, kidding. this is going to be one. Finally, I mean, there's a couple episodes that have it. Maybe one, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to have intro music next time. Very it's better feature uh, helicopter noises and so fucking, or just the A team soundtrack. Or just like <laughs> get him to the chopper. Exactly. Well, I don't know if I have time for that. But if you want to make a mix, I like that. That's right. You're doing the T2 thing? I was going to do the Terminator. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, we've actually played the Terminator theme on here before. Of course we have. Um, and then we'll have a better a quality sounding show where we're, the dicks come out more, yeah, more, right. more with more emphasis. That's right. The penises now sound like penises. Well, <laughs> There's an accent on it. It starts coming out with an accent. That's right. How do you, you guys are foreign? <laughs> they come the penises. <laughs> we just upgraded. Oh, the cocks. Uh, so those are good. I mean, those, it, I'm really excited about that, and uh, I want to thank you for being on the ride with me uh, yeah. while we do this. Um, yeah, it's going to get a lot better for the show. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else? Any closing remarks? Uh, Minus penises? Oh no, then no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, oh, never mind. And <laughs> just wheel us on out of here. Well, penises guys, and all. it's been a great episode. Uh, fun fact: my favorite fantasy movie, not so much fantasy action, Willy Wonka. But I digress. See, again, I wouldn't count That's, that. I mean, just let it's fantasy. It's sure, fantasy. It's fantasy. Yeah, it's not how I was going to define fantasy. Just it's definitely it. fantastical, and it's a great movie. It's it's fantasy adjacent. Another update to the show. <laughs> just, for Going Commando, we'll be featuring only Tank Rodriguez and Derek. And Dirty <laughs> Derek on this show next time. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jesus uh, fucking uh, Christ. I can never get one with you. <laughs> well, ever. On that note. Can you just say. Right over giant. Interesting. <laughs> rhino vagina. No, it's a rhino movie, but it's not what I was. It's not fantasy. So as I said at the midway point of this, I was thinking fantasy was specifically a sword and sorcery style fantasy, as opposed to a fantastical or fairy. Don't t- forget to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, <laughs> iHeartRadio. I'm wrong. It's a fantasy movie. Whatever this has been going, Commando. And as always, this one's for you, Keanu. That's Keanu.